Hello, everybody. This is the House of Darkner, and welcome to a new episode of Jive Talk. I know you guys are like, hey, we're expecting an episode Friday. Hey, look, Capcom Pro Tour was ending its season this this past weekend, so I had to see who were the top tier characters, and it's none of them that I... No, that's not true, because Bo... Uh, not Bojan. Um, Gachakun plays Rashid, and I play Rashid. So, anyways, you for those who don't know anything about games, you don't know what I'm talking about, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um... We're going to talk about, about very, we're going to be very specific in this episode of Jive Talk, and I know that's weird because usually on Jive Talk I talk about everything, you know, when it comes to all, you know, most things nerdy, and I will, we will eventually do that, but right now there's, we're going to, uh, it's very specific, we're going to go very specific on this one. So first off, oh, before I go into that, I'm I, I'm gonna fuzz, but I'm gonna soapbox real quick. Welcome to soapbox segment. We're gonna soapbox real quick. So for those who don't know, Smash Brothers Ultimate came out on the Nintendo Switch last week. I think week before last week. And for the, the for everybody who doesn't know, there's 75 characters, and so and the problem is in this in Smash Bros. you have to unlock all 75 characters. And while you go like, well, that doesn't seem like a big deal. No, because it, it does push replay value like up the charts for this game. Now, that's not including a lot of the senior player mode stuff and things like that. Now, here's the thing. There are methods to do it. There's, a, there's a, supposedly there's a fast way, and then there's the, long, there's the long run way of doing it. The fast way works mostly. And this is why I say this, because the game that you have to run through classic mode a bunch of times, and it will trigger... Uh, a character being unlocked after you do it each time. The problem is, and, and then you fight them, you beat them, and then now you're in your roster. Here's a problem. The difficulty level of fighting those characters when you unlock them increases the more characters you have on the roster. So now you're playing. Now, for those who don't know Smash Brother, like actual like competitive players, there are a lot of like well-known people like Scar and Toe, for those who don't know who they are, uh, Hungry Box, Mango, uh, Armada, Mewtwo King, I can go on and on. And if anyone has watched competitive Smash, there's a way they play. It's very specific. It's very, it's very uh, execution heavy. The technique is very, is up, is like up there. When I start playing like these these characters later, later on, further, because I got like I think I have like forty five, maybe I think almost fifty characters unlocked. The level is so, it's like I'm playing Evo, like I'm fighting Hungrybox at Evo right now in 2016. That's what it feels like, because these guys are doing way too good. I'm like, come on, guys. Are we sure? Also, how do you expect me to unlock all these characters when I literally have to compete against these characters for nothing? So, that's the rough part. Now, granted, there's a story mode that will, uh, you can, it's, it's the long run way of doing it, and you can unlock them through that. Here's a problem with doing it that way. While there's nothing wrong with it doing it that way, if you guys are doing it that way, I commend you. And I actually kind of have to do it that way because they're getting very hard to beat through the normal way. And so my problem is, <laughs> is that you you end up unlocking because it's it's done this specific, in a very specific way because it's a map. You got to go through all the map. You got to do all these little these small puzzles. You got to get to these characters to fight and unlock. Blah 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 blah. Here's the thing. It's done in a very specific order, so you most likely I've already unlocked most of those characters before you even get to the ones you haven't. So I have literally spent a day or so doing it the fast way, and I've probably unlocked I want to say thirty characters before I did start went to story mode, 
And I and granted, I've I've shot it up to like forty five after that, but there's still like thirty characters I still need to unlock, and I have to do it in like the next two weeks. For those who know why, you'll get it. For those who don't, don't worry about it. But good God, come on, Nintendo, y'all just y'all just want everybody to sweat. Anyways, that's that's I'm getting off. I'm getting off. That's it's just I don't understand. You want these? You want people to have these characters to play? But you put it in such a in such a way that you're forcing these people to either get really good at the game, which a lot of people are super casual players when it comes to video games in general. So you might not get people who are going to be that proficient. You like to play the game, but they're not like trying to win money kind of like level. And then you have people like me who's kind of like in the middle. While I'm like I'm not a casual, but I'm not like I'm not. I will never consider myself an expert, and especially in Smash. So I can do most of it. And actually, I found a guy. I found a character to play that's like my key character to use. And I just, I learned it real quick. Because first, you start out with like the bare minimum. And so like, I just play Mario until I got the people I want. So now I got my boy or my girl because I ain't telling nobody who's my stuff. So anyways, and I found a way. And and I have played a couple of the just straight up matches with the computer, just like off that's outside of certain modes, and they and that's the high level versions. And I've done pretty well using the character I'm playing. So I might go back to Fastaway because I think I'm in sync with this character, and we get each other. We're in a relationship now, so you know when I you know we we finish each other's sentences. You know, it gets my inside jokes. So I might I might stick to this character and go back the fast way so I can get the rest of these guys in the next two weeks. Because it's ridiculous how hard it is sometimes. Anyways, uh, I just had a fuss. Because it's, like, it's one of those things where you want to get everything. Now, it's not that you beat the game overnight. You just want to unlock all the characters overnight. And there have been people I've watched on YouTube who literally like took the day off. And spent the entire day unlocking characters, and, and they succeeded. I don't know how these guys are like really good, because <laughs> it's kind of hard. It, it's a it's a bit of a challenge, and I think they did it on purpose because they want people to play this game for a while. Because the game just came out. And typically, these type of games last a good couple of years, two or three years before they even think about either replacing it or adding more content and things like that. So, so I can imagine, I mean, granted, there is a season pass out right now because there is a bunch of characters coming, like Joker from Persona 5 and stuff like that. And the Piranha Plant. Have you guys got your Piranha Plant yet? I haven't unlocked them, but I've already downloaded the code and everything. Anyways, so I just I just want to fuss real quick about Smash Brothers Ultimate. And don't get me wrong, I like Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's actually fun. I haven't played Smash Brothers since 2015. Yeah, I know. It's weird. There's a reason for it. But, so it's been three years since I've played it, so I'm... Getting back into it and like it's like getting all the like super mobility and like you have to be little you have to be precise in your movement and your hits. It's just I'm I'm learning this game all over again and it's fun and it's, it's all frustrating at the same time. But uh, I like the game. The only thing, uh, the only other thing I have a fuss about is that they have this meter now for Final Smash, so you don't have to rely on the ball. Even though they fixed the ball to where it's not like a troll half the time. Hey, look, I'm out, out over in the over in the cliff area floating. You guys are not gonna be able to get me. Hey, you hit me, and I'm gonna fly to the f way far corner of the map. Yeah, it's not, it's not gonna do that anymore, or at least it does it less, and it's a little more precise. But they have the meter, so I was like, cool. I would love to use the meter because it reminds. It's like other fighting, it's like Street Fighter and stuff like that. Meter. Here's the problem with the Final Smash meter. Not the, not the meter itself. Is that a lot of the Final Smashes on the characters 
are super ambiguous. Not ambiguous. I, th- I think some of them are guaranteed, like 100% guaranteed. It's not like some of them you can miss. Like some of them are like like charges or like they uh, like Incineroar is a command grab. Some of these characters have command grab ones. Other characters have like like Samus and Zero Suit Samus and no, you can dodge hers more or less. Uh, like Bowser and stuff are just like they're bigger than life ones. So they they're like like Bowser becomes bigger Bowser and, and like he targets you to hit you off the you know off the screen. Zero Suit Samus gets right on top of her ship and fires an entire beam right at you. So there's some that you just can't you can't dodge or block because all the you can't block the the final smashes because it's like automatic like guard crush. Uh, who else has one? It's just like that. Uh, I think Pac-Man's is like that. Sonic's is like that. There's a few of them. Like just like you can't do anything about it because they'll just it just hits you automatic. Versus like a lot of the melee guys who you have to like physically grab you or hit you, you can dodge those. So I think that's the only, whole only like downside to Final Smashes. There's some of them have like invincibility like right out the gate. Some of them are really hard to deal with because they're like automatic. And most of the time, most of the time, if you have any percent of damage on you, you're you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed. You're, you're flying out out of the screen. You're flying out. You're, you're you lost that. You lost that stock. And I think that's why also in competitive, they're not using the meter. They didn't use Final Smash anyways, but they definitely are not using the meter because it's just not, it's not, it can't be controlled, the, like, the Final Smashes. Unless you ban certain characters, but that means you would ban probably 25% of the characters because there's some characters, that, like I said, the Final Smash are guaranteed hit. So, I'm just, it's interesting. I wish we can use the meter better. For like eight, have you ever tried eight player smash with that meter? So it's insane. People are firing off their funnel smashes left and right. It's nuts, but it's fun. So, anyways, that just talk. Go go nerd really hard when it comes to like mentioning like video games. It's, and that's just this is how I am right now. <laughs> so back to I said I was gonna be specific, and I was specific because I was gonna I talked about something very specific. But we're gonna go back to what we were going to talk about. Uh, First thing we're going to address is Netflix. Now, for those who don't know, but you guys probably might know if you read the internet at all, uh, I hope, which I hope you do sometimes. I know because sometimes it may not always be true, but yes. Uh, Netflix has canceled three out of the one, two, three, four, five. Is it five shows? Five Netflix shows of the Marvel series. So you're talking about Luke Cage, Daredevil, and Iron Fist. Now we have, and I've tried to talk about this a little bit before. We have Jessica Jones that's still on, that's still up for her next season, and we have The Punisher is up for his next season, probably coming sometime next year. Now, as most likely, once those seasons are done, they're going to be canceled because it's Netflix. Now, a lot of people have believed at first that Marvel are pulling the shows because they are going to use them on their uh, streaming service, which is, it's called like Disney Plus or something like that. But the, the 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 facts have come out that it's Netflix trying to get rid of, it's getting rid of those series. They don't want them anymore, and, and it's just like really, you just gonna do that. And part of the reason why is because apparently there's been uh, disputes about creative control when it comes to the shows, like the specific direction they want to go, how many episodes per season, you know, think how long the episodes are gonna be. Netflix is like was really being very demanding of Marvel 
because they wanted the shorter seasons. Let it. Marvel's like, no, and they wanted to do it a very certain way. And Marvel's like, no, we have a way we want to do these shows. And so, you know, and apparently, I guess money-wise, you know, financially, it costs more. I mean, I, I guess it might, even though there's not the the Netflix shows a little more grounded. You know what I mean? So, like the the fantastical of powers, like like you would see in the movies, doesn't happen that much on the on the shows. But I, you know, they're still you know kind of have the display abilities and things like that. So I guess it could be kind of, you know I don't I've never spent money on doing a TV series. So I have no idea what it cost. But so clearly, but so it was been made very clear that Netflix is the one who pulled the plug on these on these shows. And I had to find out later that apparently according to the contract. Marvel is not allowed to use their characters, i.e., like Daredevil and the company, Jessica Jones, all of them, for two years after cancellation because of the contract. What? Really? So, and so, we essentially that means we may not see a Daredevil movie or even a new, say, new streaming service, you know, new, you know, like streaming ep- series, like on Disney Plus for them till like 2020, 2021. And I'm like Netflix. That that is, you done them dirty. You done them dirty. They're not even your characters. You done them dirty. And and to be clear, it's not the only show that's being canceled off of Netflix. And it's a lot of people are complaining because I, mean, I saw memes like, man, they just took off Daredevil. Man, that made me upset. What? They're taking off Friends. I don't even know how to do what to do with myself. So I started crying like because it's it is messed up because there's these shows that are guaranteed people watch all the time over and over again. And now they're going to just take them off. Like, I can imagine, watch, watch, if they're going to take off The Office, they're going to take off all the ones that everybody watches all the time. And I know, for, I have friends who watch the series all the way through, then go back literally the next day and watch all over again, season one, episode one. That's what we do. That's why they're there. That's why we like them there, so we can go back and look at them. And they better not, you know, let Voltron finish his course. We have the final season of Voltron. I need to watch it. And so I can, you know, cry and, and talk about it later. The final season just came out, by the way. We're going to get in that. We're going to get in that. We just got to wait. We got to wait. So there's a lot of things that Netflix is doing, and they feel like they can be. And I know part of the reason why they take on certain shows like the the dark, the darkness. The, that's who I am. Well, that'd be great. No, I don't know if I would want to with the way they're acting now. I don't know. But like the Marvel series, specifically like Daredevil and stuff, because Netflix needed the, the big name shows and things like that to bring people in to commit to subscribe and stuff like that which i get i understand that it's business it's business at the end of the day it's business and then one of the things they said you know other than that is like some of the viewership dropped and like some of the, uh, the marvel shows like i understand like like apparently uh like iron fist and a little bit of luke cage but and, you know i don't know daredevil did really good you know and a lot of people liked it and they said that apparently the viewership on daredevil dropped like 50 percent. i don't know if it's true or not but you know, so they they use those as reasons to get rid of those shows outside of other things, but like I said, there's apparently there's a bunch of shows being removed from Netflix that uh, people are like, hey man, if you if you like those shows, finish watching them now because they're not gonna be on Netflix anymore <laughs> coming to the end of the year, and so it made me think. Actually, I saw a video too that says is Netflix has Netflix reached its peak, and I was just like, at this point, I feel like it is, and this is why. I think Netflix's future is on its way out, and this is why. So, if we remember, back in the day, when we wanted to go see something, see a movie or something, we used to go to the movies, we went and saw it. If we couldn't afford it, we rented it. You know what I mean? And we had, you know, there were always, they had the mom and pop video rental stores that existed. Then eventually we had Blockbuster videos, and then we eventually got Hollywood video. And so we went those to those places to rent the movies we haven't seen, or even like, 
TV series and stuff, like in animes and all that stuff. You know, who remembers Suncoast? Speaking of, of, of shops, remember Suncoast? It's, it was like a video. It had like it had all the like TV series and videos, and it had like the figures and stuff for all the movies and, and animes and stuff. That was my jam because that was the place I went to buy all of my Dragon Ball Z when it was first coming out to America, and they started releasing all the tapes in English dub. Yes, tapes. Yes, video cassettes, guys. Yes, I'm old man. I'm old man status right now. I used to go there every week. No, I would go there every... Yeah, I would go there almost every day, almost pretty much every week, just to make sure everything was in, stuff was in. So when I got paid, I knew exactly what... I went in there and bought my new episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Because it was like... I was like, it was like two, three episodes on a, on a, on a, on a tape and stuff like that. And I have like... I still have all my box set of the of Dragon Ball Z still right now it's it's all it's, I, I I still have them all because I just I love the show and everyone's like hey David their own DVD now blah blah I know but the box set you know especially if the Frieza saga cuz the Frieza saga was huge the box set for Frieza man anyways the point is is that we used to go to rent this stuff DVD didn't matter cassette didn't matter we rented the stuff and then eventually you had like the red box show up to where, you know, you didn't have to rent it for an extra amount of days. You just one day, you put your card in, you pick the one you want, you grab it. It's quick and it's easy. It's done. You're like that. And most of the time it's whatever, what you wanted. So there, and then there was red box. Then Blockbuster had their own version of red box. And then all of a sudden we had Netflix show up. What? You just pay this much a month. You can watch all the shows anytime you want. You don't have to like bring them back and all this stuff. You know, you and, and it stays on the episodes you watch, and it's like that, and all of a sudden, everything changed. This new foreign streaming service appeared out of nowhere, and then everybody was like, let's do this. And then eventually, you got Hulu showed up and doing, did the same exact thing. So, at the time, you had Netflix, and you had Hulu. And then, all of a sudden, as we're in, we're in 2018, and everybody and their grandmother now has streaming service. Uh, you have CBS Access doing their own thing. Now, now you have DC Universe Online. Um, Nickelodeon has their own. Uh, who else? Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I can't. There's like a bunch of them now. Disney eventually is getting their own. It's going to be called Disney Plus. So now you have all these other shows that have or all these other networks who are going to have their very own streaming service. So Netflix and Hulu were depend people depending on those. Those streaming services, because they did all the shows, they did all the movies. They did, the, you know, you wanted, you wanted to watch Survivor, you can go on Hulu and watch Survivor. You want to go watch any movie you see, you go to Netflix or stuff like that to get these. Now, these net, these 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 companies now, these production companies now are having their own streaming services. So all their movies, all their shows live and animated are all now going to be on these services. And so shows like so those. Your know, services like Hulu and Netflix are eventually are probably going to be obsolete, and so I I feel like Netflix thinks that they have a, they feel and I do think they feel that they can survive on their own and they might because they were the first they were the ones and they might because they might still have stuff that maybe people don't have. There's probably going to be movies and certain shows that you know aren't going to exist on very specific networks, not yet, and. And that's okay. I think that, I think it's gonna happen eventually. It's not, it's not gonna be what we're gonna do about it. What are you gonna do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. So, uh, yeah, we're just gonna have to deal with that. But I do think Netflix needs to needs to to calm themselves down because the way things are going these days, and that's probably why they're being very demanding as well, is because they see the writing on the wall. 
They see all these other services, probably most likely pulling their shows off off of their off of Netflix. It's like, well, you know, we have our own service now, and we're going to be launching in the next year or so, so we don't need you, or blah 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 blah, things like that, you know. And and was there's another one out there called Verve? It's another streaming service, and they do anime, they do an, all the cartoon series, they do like. They literally do like old kid shows and stuff like that. So that's a that's like another one there. That's not even including like Crunchyroll that does all the anime. So that's so I'm just saying there's all these other uh, streaming services that are just there. They're doing their own thing, and they don't need Netflix or, or Hulu to do their shows anymore because now they have the means to do it themselves. So, well, I just feel like Netflix. Netflix is probably on its way out slowly. But I think it's on its way out because, like I said, everybody in our grandmother has their own streaming service. And my only problem with that is, <laughs> ain't nobody got money to get all of them. I was like, I'm hoping, the only reason, I, and, I, and I'm like, and I, I feel like, here's, here's my own, uh, my honest opinion. I feel like everyone needs to calm down and have their own streaming service. Now, I understand why, because that means they have creative control of, of, of their own stuff. Because as we just saw with Netflix and how they treated the Marvel series, on, on their own service, they were kind of butts to them. Oh, we don't, we want this, like this, like this, like this. And because, and, you know, and so now that Disney slash Marvel slash Lucasfilm has all of their, all their stuff is going to be on one thing, they can do whatever they want at that point. You know, and then CBS is the same way. They can do whatever they want at this point. And I don't blame them for that. Let's be real. If you had access to the means to make your own shows, on, and, and streaming on your own service that people will pay a monthly subscription to see, would you do it? Of course you would do it. And not only would you have the money, but you would have the production strength and the actors to do so. Like, you would get access to all the, like, top names to make these shows. Yes, of course you would do it. Marvel's doing it, the fact that you know these miniseries with, 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 with Scarlet Vision and Scarlet Witch. You got Bucky having his own. Falcon's going to show up in that one. I figure, who, who's the other one? There's a third one they said. That's, oh, Nick Fury. They're talking about Nick Fury is going to be probably having his own. So, and the fact that like Samuel Jackson and Elizabeth Olsen and all these big names, Tom Hiddleston, are going to be playing those characters in those, mean, in those series, that's big. That's huge. And so would we pay for that? I would, of course. I like these characters, so I'm going to pay to see that. You know, so I, I get where all these other services are coming from, especially when it comes to controlling their own projects, their own shows. So I don't blame them for that. But at the same time, it makes it rough for us consumers because now we have, we're being pulled in like six directions because, man, if I want to watch Titans, I got to go onto DC Universe Online to watch Titans. Man, oh, man, uh, uh, Young Titans is out. Oh, man, I got to go to DC Universe Online to come watch that. Oh, no, the final season of Teen Titans has finally come out. Oh, man, I got to go to DC Universe Online again. I don't have the money for that because I'm already pulling from Netflix. I got I got stuff happening with CBS, CBS Access now. I mean, you know what I mean? Because you know, I got folks in my family who got to watch the Survivor, who got to watch their uh, – is that on CBS too? Not, not, not well, Survivor. I know that is. Well, was it Big Brother? They got to watch their Big Brother, and I think that's in CBS. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is only on CBS Access, and I still need to watch those to finish that show. So I'm just saying there's, there's certain things that we're, you know, it's just it makes it hard for the rest of us. But I understand, especially with Marvel, with what's happening recently with their shows, why they would want their own service. Same thing with anybody else. Same thing with DC. Same thing with uh, CBS, Nickelodeon. 
everybody else. Because you, you want to be able to control what shows you have on and don't and how long you want to have. Because there's nothing's fair. Nothing is more upsetting than having your sh- a favorite show on a service and they go, oh, we took it off because it's been on it for too long. What? <laughs> what? So if you can go to a service to where your show, all your favorite shows are on there all the time, wouldn't you go? Yeah, I'd go. So I and and it's very specific. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I just you know I rather I rather go to a streaming service that has all my favorite shows than go on Netflix and see that Pretty Little Liars is still on there for so long, as long as it has and didn't get rid of Daredevil. I'm just saying. I'm not saying your Pretty Little Liars is a bad show because I never watched it. I never had the even the slightest motivation to watch it. I'm sure there are people out there who love that show, but I'm just saying Daredevil is fantastic, and you let the you let Pretty Little Liars still stay on there. Anyways, my point is just just it's messed up. So Netflix, I feel like Netflix needs to calm down, and I feel Netflix needs to need, needs to realize that they're on their way out based on the fact that everybody else is having their own services as well. So. They need to not be so. They need to be. They need to be appreciative of what they got and how far they got because of other shows and things like that. So I mean, and granted, they have their own original series they do on there too. I get that, but you know, and so that's fine. And I see, and everybody's doing that now. Everyone's having their own original series done on their streaming service, and you should, if you have the means, go for it. And it better be good, or else nobody's watching it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just saying that. And I'm still waiting for Titans to show up on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, to so I can actually watch it because I don't want to spend money on DC Universe Online just to watch Titans and potentially Star Girl and potentially what's the other show they said that they're gonna do? Uh, there's like one other one I said they're gonna do and things like that. So, anyways, let's 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 simmer down. Hey, everybody, calm down, calm down. We're gonna move on to the next part of this shindig. Okay, okay. All right, guys. I think I owe you. I owe you a Darkner reads, a you know, segment real quick. I was gonna say episodes because you know I always keep talking about all these books I I've read and like to read and stuff like that. And I think it's time we start talking about some of the stuff I've already read. So here's one of the, it's a surprise, surprise. It's a, it's a Wolverine book, but yes, there's a couple. Actually, I have a couple of Wolverine novels I need to read. There's two more I have up there I need to read. That's uh, that uh, were gifts to me. Uh, but the one specifically I bought years ago that I, I've read, I, and I've actually kind of liked that it was a pretty good book. There's some things I think, eh, it's okay with, but it was called, it's called Weapon X, and it came out in 2004, and uh, was written by Mark Saracini. And this one's, I mean, by calling it Weapon X, it's pretty clear what it's about, but I'll be very specific. So this is for guys who don't know Wolverine or, or AKA James Hallett, AKA Logan. Uh, he has he's a, essentially a two hundred year old man who was who because he has of his healing factor he doesn't age. <laughs> oh, hold on, side 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 thing. So apparently, one of his side effects for his mutant ability is oh, because they're like oh, one of. You know Wolverine has these weaknesses? Yes, I, I'm aware of some of them, like his sensory, sensory overload, uh, his berserker rage, the fact that their brother can drown. You know, he can drown in water. I don't think he knows how to swim, but he can drown in water. I think he does. But the adamantium will weigh him down, too. Uh, what was the other thing they said? Oh, de-aging. So here's the thing. Wolverine, he stays about, in the comics, he stays about, I want to say, in his 30s 
it's usually what is is healing factor keeps me about in his thirties, like late yeah, in his thirties. Or at least looking that way anyways. And apparently his body goes back will continue to go backwards. I it's it said it in a comic book and I'm like, Really? He just de ages? I'm like, first of all, no, that's never been a concern in the comic books ever. Ever have it, have you go like, oh man, I'm starting that de-aging process because you know if you guys know what I mean, it essentially means he's going to be going back from being like 30 to like a kid again, which means that his bone structure will change. And the problem is that adamantium won't adjust with him; it will just stay the way it is, and it's fastened to a skeletal, you know, his skeleton. So he would be literally de-aging out of his body. And I'm like, that makes, I've never, okay. I haven't read every X-Men comic book. I haven't read every Wolverine comic book. But I guarantee you, it's that has never been an issue in anything I've read from back then all the way to now. I'm glad they never focus on that. You know, car, the carbonadium and, uh, uh, synthesizer, that's one thing. Because that, that actually counters his healing factor. That's fine. But, like, to sit there and say, oh, man, I'm going to DH. Get out of my face. I, ah, oh, that's the worst thing they gave him. That's the worst. First of all, I'm so glad it's never been an issue. I'm so glad it's never been an issue in the comic books. It's just, ugh, ugh, ugh. They're always trying to, here's the thing. Here's one of the things I hate about when they do the Wolverine. They're always trying to jack him up, like, when it, when it comes to him. We already know that Wolverine's one of those, like, bleeding souls where that man can never have peace. Even in, even in the animated series, he's like, what can I have, ever have peace? Brother can never have a woman. They never let him keep one. Whenever he does fall in love with someone, they end up dying. He can never, they won't let him have Jean Grey. It's just like, Namorita died in the comic. He had, he had, I mean, this, is, this brother can never just have a girl and let him have him for life and stuff like that. They always got to kill him and stuff like that, and he's always got to be suffering. So I, it's just like, and then, you, then you're going to give him de-aging? Get out of here. I, I know it's probably like an old weakness, like back in like the 80s or something like that. But when I remember reading that one time, I was like, what? 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 <laughs> Why would you give him that? That's so dumb. That means every character, never mind. Because if you do that, then that means every character who has essentially enhanced healing abilities to where they don't age. People like people like Mystique and X twenty three and Dakin. Even though I don't even want to acknowledge Dakin, Victor Creed. All we can go down a line of all the characters that have super healing abilities and and uh, anyways, I, this is the dumbest thing they gave Wolverine as a weakness. Everything else they gave him, I'm okay with. You know, it was just it was just so stupid. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this book has to do with the capture of Wolverine, which they don't focus a lot on. They do and they don't. It's not like it's not like it was <sighs> the capture Wolverine in this book was really quick because I think in this book it's more of the focus on the process of getting the Andamantium into his body and then training him to be a weapon and and things like that. So it's it's uh and there's some psychological you know they mess with his memory and stuff like that and and so you, and so it's interesting when you're reading it like the a lot of the like the doctors and research and the you know it's the, like department age and all those people are in there having a discussion about Wolverine and a lot of them don't realize his mutant powers like 100% I think only the very specific people know that's why they chose him 
But like other people, because there's a scene where they like shave his head because they're going to, you know, they're going to put the adamantium in his skull. So they shave his head, and then like I think within a day, it's like he's full grown hair again. They're like, what? And like nobody like thought about it. Everyone was like, that's that's strange. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it actually isn't. <laughs> it's this healing factor. It's actually not that surprising. But it's just it's like I liked it in the book, and like in during all that process, he's like sedated really really hard. So he's he's flashbacking to like previous missions he's had because he's he's lived a long time so he's gone through several wars he's seen stuff you know he's been everything so you can understand why he would eventually like re he's remembering one of his past assignments or something like that and I and I know part of it in the story too they mix up some of his memories and stuff but it, it's like I just I like the fact that you get the I guess the science behind it more more than anything else, and uh, like, and, and didn't you understand that like this process? Because they didn't just grab him, put him in the machine, and then just start shoving adamantium into him. There, there was a stir steps to it. They weren't, and I like that. And and actually, one of the things they brought out in the book way before, because when they were capturing him, you know, that he has high bone density. And I act, and I was like, that's actually kind of cool because if you think about it, it would make sense. He has high bone density because he has claws. He has bone claws. You know, people tend to forget that he. You know, I remember in the '90s when we, when uh, after the uh, Magneto stripped the adamantium out of his body, and then he fought Lady Deathstrike came after him. And at, at that point, that's when his like healing factor wasn't doing great because he got over he got overtaxed. And then he went, she she came in there fighting and swinging and stuff, and he came out, and he, boom, he bone the claws. Everyone went, what? You know, because at the time, nobody, you know, everyone assumed the claws came from the Weapon X program, or, you know, from Department H. But we had to find out later, no, he actually has bone claws. So the claws are his. And so it, in the book, it makes sense for him, for his body to have high bone density because he has natural claws that come out of his hands. So I thought that was really cool to put it because he was there's a scene where he like he hits a guy and like he hits him so he hits him hard and it's just like and then they discover it later that he has high bone density and stuff like that. And I just it was just it was those little things that they did in the book that made you go like you know what that makes sense you know because based on like what we know about Wolverine even to this day what we know about Wolverine it makes sense. So um, and it just I just from the process from when they captured him to they had him sedated to like preparing him for the process then the process uh, it, the way they described it and i think what you gotta said it really good and was it x-men 2 and it's one of those things i never thought about and it, it kind of makes sense i never thought about it because when you're growing up as a kid they, they don't really they didn't really talk about the process of him getting the adamantium in his body not yet they didn't really get into it until the 2000s when they first made the first x-men movie and then wolverine origins came out and then all of a sudden his backstory became super, super important, and then the and then the actual bonding process and everything. But uh, Stryker said, and, and it was an interesting thought. I never thought about it. He says, in order for adamantium to be used, it has to be boiling hot, and so it also that also made sense why the subjects that they used for the process for the for the the weapons process for this kept dying because they couldn't survive through the process. Imagine having burning hot metal being poured into your body, you know, and it's just like there's oh, oh. and so it makes sense, and you know, and we got it in, 
Wolverine Origins kind of like the idea of what it looks like. And yeah, and, and the fact that like and in the book too they talk about the the drills they put in like that go into his body and they, and and literally permeate his bones so they can do I mean it's just and and the fact it is just like he's technically I mean even though he's kind of saying he's he's not like it's not like uh the sedation is to keep him from like fighting back but like he the fact you know I mean in the movie they said he's like he's awake through the whole process but in, in the book they like he's not he's not he's sedated because they don't want him waking up but just think about that just the 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 process of his body going through this horrible like experience and because of his healing factor he survives it it's just oh. the book the book does a good good uh way of just uh, of explaining how rough that process is and and the, the building up to it and even afterwards after he got it done he was still suffering from issues because his body was not and you just threw a bunch of metal in his body. His body didn't know what to do. His body was freaking out the entire time. And so, yeah, it was like it's it was a crazy. Even even afterwards, the process was still crazy. And the fact that they like they were they did this to him just to make a weapon. He's, and I mean, that's why he's called Weapon X. He's Weapon Ten. You know, that's the tenth time he's they've attempted this. So, it, it's just it it yeah, it's crazy. And then and then they start testing him out. Like they they put him against like wild animals and stuff like that to see uh, how he'll handle it and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's, it's the book's kind of it's not. I will say it's a little brutal. It's like because you know of all because it is you're essentially stealing a, a person and and literally forcing them to become your weapon. That's literally what it is. And they and and then you're messing with his memories so you can control him. And so it, it it does show the ugly side of this whole process, and it does. It really does, it, and it should, because who 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 sits there and goes, "Hey, yeah, put searing hot metal in my body and turn me into something that you can use for your own uh, for your own means and purposes." I mean, Sabretooth kind of wanted that a little bit, I think. But still, the point is, is like that's kind of rough. It's really rough, you know. And yeah, and so. And I think does he escape? I forgot. I think he does escape in this book. Yeah, he does. I couldn't remember. I think because I was like, he ends up because I think he ends up killing because he ends up escaping because that was the thing. Because one of the processes, one of the things they did was see how he would react because they put him through this, this weird like, like mental like uh, simulation to see how he would respond to certain things. And then he does it. And then it's like this huge process where he's like escapes, and and then he's being like doused with a radioactive material, and he continue, he heals through it. And the end, to find out that was like fake. But he still eventually does escape, you know, in the book. And like, and yeah, when your when your claws are made of indestructible metal, and they're like, and according to the science of the X Men book, they're sharp enough to like split atoms and to <laughs> penetrate dimensions. You're cutting through everything and everybody. So, yeah, and it's just like, and the fact that these guys thought they, he could, I, I just, you know what I love about these books? It's just like these kind of stuff in general. They never think of what would happen if he got out. I don't know why. Sometimes they don't think that far ahead. What would happen if he got out? And it's just like, we need to be able to, to bring him down if he got out. And, like, these kind of stories always crack me up because they're so arrogant and they're so... They feel so, what's the word I want to use? Confident 
and what they're going to do and how it's going to work. And it's it's, it's going to work. It's going to work. They fail to, to think about, like, okay, plan B, plan C, plan D. And this contingency plan of, like, wait, what if he gets out and just starts killing everybody? <laughs> and, you know, and to be fair, he's angry. Brother's mad. You know, part his... Outside of the adamantium, he's still a mutant, and all the all the things he has, you know, the, the enhanced senses, the berserker rage, the bone claws, all of that's still him, you know. So the the all the adamantium did was make him even more uh, harder to kill or to, to take down. So yeah, no, it, yeah, this is. I just think it's funny that they in the book they just like for some reason in their brain they're like, hey, we should probably not let him get out let's find a way to make sure he doesn't get out and i just it's just it's very interesting so i like the book i wish uh i thought you know so i thought they i mean this book really focuses strictly on the process from capture to the adamantium to part of the training the testing and then the mind stuff i th- when i first got the book i thought it was going to be like all right he's in there he's he's his life as Weapon X from that point on in the program and him dealing with Sabretooth and Maverick and Silver Fox because you know I'll, I'll, I would love to have the story of that you know and all that involved and stuff like that but they didn't they put they it's it strictly just when they they grabbed him all the all the all the technical jargon they used all the medical stuff and all the little sci-fi Marvel stuff they put into it and then his escape and and so it's it's really good. I like it. I like it. You know, if we're gonna, I think people should read it and look at it because it's a good book. And I like this book because the cover of the book is the front pages. The front of the cover is him with his adamantium claws, and then you turn around to the back, it's him with his uh his bone claws. So if you essentially open the book from both sides, it's it's his face because they split it down the middle, so it's his face, but it has both versions of his claws, his bone and his adamantium. But at this point in the story, we already knew he had bone claws. When I when I read like I said, this came out in two thousand four, the reveal of him getting his bone claws was let, let's look at it real quick. I, I know it's in the nineties. I can't remember which comic I and I um, no, I do know the comic book, but I don't remember the year. Oh, by the way, speaking of Wolverine, when Hugh Jackman said he was going to, he was going to make that big announcement. You know, how many people thought he was going to he was going to announce he was going to come back to play Wolverine? How many people thought that? Huh? I I I, I wanted it to be. Here's the thing. I wanted it to be that, or or maybe that he's going to come come back to the MCU for like one last like ride as Wolverine. But at the end of finding out, it was just he's going on tour for the Greatest Showman. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, he was always a stage guy. He was a uh, stage actor, anyways. He did plays and stuff, and I'm sure he did musicals. I mean, he did Les, Les Mes like what several years ago. So I shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. I was. I I wasn't surprised. I wanted to. I, I'll take it like this. I'll say it this way. I wanted to be surprised. That he would come back as Wolverine, but I wasn't surprised it was not about Wolverine. That was the thing, and I feel like he baited people. He's like Hugh, Hugh Jackman's making a huge announcement on Thursday. Did he get there? And he's like, "Yeah, I'm going on tour with the Greatest Showman." And I was like, "Uh huh." 
I'm happy for him. I'm glad he likes that that project so much that he's got a he, he's going to her, and I'm sure people are going to go see it because it's Hugh Jackman. Everybody loves that man, and he's a great performer. He's a great actor and stuff like that. But I I, I laugh so hard because people are posting it like on Instagram and Twitter that Hugh Jackman made he's making a huge announcement in like a couple of days. I'm like, calm down, guys. I don't he's not coming back as Wolverine. I would love to be wrong, but I don't think that's what it is. I I literally didn't. So. Uh, yeah, okay, all in the same year. So, Wolverine, so Magneto ripped the adamantium out of his, off his skeleton in, in 93, in X-Men number 25, and then it was, and then it was revealed in X-Men number 75, same year, that, uh, the bone claws, he, that he had bone claws, and so, you know, and, and, and I was, I'm telling you, that was such a big reveal, I was 13 when I came, <gasps> He's got bone claws. Wait, and then you go like, think you're like, wait, he's got bone claws. Wait a minute, and you, that's and then it makes you go like, wait, if he's got bone claws, so during the the program they didn't give him those. That's because you know we always thought they gave him the claws. No, 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 those were his. So yeah, we already knew. So when this book came out, we already we already knew he had bone claws, and so it's 2004. When did Origins come out? So, this came out in 2004, which doesn't surprise me because there's a lot of Wolverine stuff that came out in, in the 2000s because of the X-Men movie that came out in 2000. Because you have Wolverine Origins, the comics, and then you have, like, you know, big... I got squirrels dancing on the roof. Uh, and then also you got this book that came out in 2004, and then Wolverine Origins came out in 2009. And where he starts using his bone claws more. Now, granted, in the comics, they only came out when he was super mad. He was very mad, and 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 his, and his berserker rage started happening more in the comics. And like, and like if you read the origin comics, he wasn't just firing out his claws all the time, and because he didn't, for, well, partly because he didn't know how to do it. I remember that. I remember he was sitting there trying to like do it a lot in, the, in origin comics, but a lot of times they, they came out when he was mad. He was very, very mad. So yeah, it's 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 very it's it's interesting that like when the reveal happened in '93, after that we just started accepting that he was cause, because he was bone claw Wolverine for a while, and it even showed how much of him just being bone claw Wolverine didn't work. Not a hundred percent because he was getting beat up. He got jacked up by Wendigo in one of the comic books. He got like one of his set of claws were cut. Were like completely cut off, so he was waiting for those to grow back. I mean, it was one. Of, it was just like Wolverine was not without adamantium. He was still cool, but it, it was one of those things too. He had to he had to fight differently because he even he was like, man, I gotta I gotta like dial it back because it took him longer to heal. When, you know, when he got jacked up because he didn't have the adamantium to protect his entire body, the inside of his body. So so it always took him longer to heal. But yeah, he was. Oh man. uh... It was it was it was always nuts. It was nuts when that was revealed. But in in the and they kind of talk about it in the book too, when he he was in a situation to where he was he was afraid and he, or not afraid, but he was in a, like a no win situation and he snaps and his bone claws come out and he just starts checking out guys. But uh, it's it's a very uh. It's very good. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of something else. I was, 
I got cut off. Something in my brain about uh about Wolverine. But I do remember like a bunch of times whenever his his bone claws he like and I remember him saying I said, I gotta my I gotta wait for those claws to come to grow back. Because they I mean it's bone. It's not like just you know, it's not like right like flesh where it grows it take you know it grows overnight it's uh he's actually like bone it took him a t- it took a time to grow back and and one of the comments it took forever because he was walking around like that's right <laughs> he only used because it, it was one of the comic books where he was with who was he with was it cable and he was like he had one of his claws were gone because somebody cut off those bla- those those claws so he was only he was only using one hand so he was because he was waiting for the other ones to grow back. So it took a minute before he got his other, before he had his full set back. So yeah, it was Bone Claw Wolverine was was cool, but uh, Adamantium Wolverine was the best because obviously he was more. It made him more uh, deadly and made him more invincible, more or less. Not that he was invincible, but it made him it made him tougher. And I was, at, I was at that point, too, in the comic books was when uh, Sabretooth got adamantium. Because at first he didn't. It was it was Wolverine. Then when Wolverine got his removed, he eventually ran into Sabretooth. And Sabretooth had it. Because I remember that he went to Japan to go save Kitty. And he didn't he didn't have his bone. He didn't have his adamantium back yet. And so it was Sabretooth that had it at the time. So Sabretooth was technically... The better, the better one at that point. I forget why they put it back in him. So they, I remember the comic books where they they took him and went to put it back in his body, and I forget why. And it was just I forget why in the comic books they put it back. And because I remember the whole, like, they literally, like, recapture him to put, I don't know why they went to put it back in his body, but it, it worked out because we liked that version of Wolverine anyways. So anyways, that's my, that's my whole, you know, welcome to my Dr. Reed se- I was, segment, and why, and the book, uh, Wolverine, Weapon X, it's a good book, and, uh, it's a good read, because it takes, it, it literally, you know why I like this book, is because, it's from the other side of it. It's not. It's not. Even though it is about Wolverine, you get you get a lot of the perspective of like Doctor Cornelius and the staff and stuff like that. And you get you and and like Wolverine's not playing the huge part in this one. He's like he's even though he's the main character, he's not the main part of the story. He is the story, but it's all it's about everybody else around him who's like. And then like you have this whole flashback at you know when uh, when he just uh, he was on this assignment, which is really cool. You know, kind of gives you a glimpse of what he did in the past. But other than that, I think uh, Wolverine's a good book to read because of the whole science to him being covered in adamantium was really cool. So, <coughs> oh, excuse me, give it a read. You'll like it. All right, guys, I'm gonna go over here and do some do some flares. I don't know why not. All right, guys, welcome to real talk segment. Here we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Uh, Aquaman, because we are several days away from the release of Aquaman here in the United States. Now, granted, it's already been released overseas. Like it was released, I think, like a week ago or something like that, overseas or so ago. And and then and then there was like a sneak preview 
like an early access preview for a very specific members or some kind of jazz here in America. But the official release date is on the 21st, and we are going to talk about it. Now, Rotten Tomatoes, which I do and don't trust their judgment on stuff sometimes, said they gave, they gave it a, a 78%, I believe is what it was, if I remember correctly. Let's go back and look because the movie's not out yet, but they've already gave it uh, its own score. Uh, so it went down. It was it was originally seventy one percent. Oh, excuse, excuse me. It was originally seventy eight, and now it's seventy one. So it it went lower than it I originally thought. So it. Those who, so right now everybody's expecting it to be in 96. I don't know. Here's the thing. 96 is just a one above Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman had a 95%. Now, we first, oh, yeah, so here's just, we're just, we're going to look at it like this. I will not think, I do not think Aquaman's going to be better than Wonder Woman, but I think Aquaman's going to be better than we expected. So this is why I say this, because I think 71's low. I think it should get like a hard like 80. Like maybe give it give it a good B, a B plus. No, even we'll say B minus. Here's why I say this. This is why. We've already had this discussion about Aquaman, about whether or not he should be should get his own solo film. Jason Momoa aside, we feel like that Aquaman does deserve his own film. I think Jason Momoa is fantastic as Aquaman. I think he he brings a, a better look to the character and a better and I say look and I and I know you know all the my lady friends from my sister to my sister's friends and all my all my lady friends are like oh yeah just my <laughs> calm down calm down that's not what I'm talking about although it's, it is partially what I'm talking about is like it, it is a it is a more fr- uh fresher t- look on him because we're so used to him being blonde and clean face and like Ha <laughs> and it's like, well, at least I am from certain different iterations of the character, and so Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Like I said, when if anyone watched my previous episode of Jive Stuff with Ian from the Stuff Podcast Show, we have made it clear that we feel like Aquaman. Eh, well, it, it was like a, a solo film was not needed, but and also you know, especially in Justice League, he we felt that he was not the most important character in Justice League. Not that he wasn't cool. He just like he could have been replaced with any other DC member or Justice League member from the DC universe, and we wouldn't known any different. The only reason why he's noticed because it's Jason Momoa, so you can't. You, that's something you can't ignore. So I, I get that he's kind of a bigger than life character, and and he's bigger than life in real life. Cause stuff I've seen him in when he does in real life. If you ever watch his YouTube channel, he's bigger than life. So I get that. So it doesn't surprise me. I here's the thing. I originally, when they first announced it, I was against it because it was just like, Ugh, how can you make Aquaman cool by himself? Because essentially, it is it's, it is his solo film. I mean, you got Amber Heard playing Mara and stuff like that. You got Willem Dafoe in it. You got Patrick Wilson. Uh, I forget the guy's name who's playing Black Manta. You got Nicole Kidman. So you got a lot of names in that movie. But it's still essentially a Aquaman solo film. Um, how can you make it cool? And then I think not the first trailer that came out. I was like, eh, it's not bad. It's not bad. 
It's better than I thought it was going to be. But it was when the second one came out and then the, you saw like Black Mantis show up and how sick he looked. It was just everything about it started looking. I'm like, all right, it started to look way better than I thought. I was like, okay. It started to look really good. I was like, because the whole thing, because we've never had a real underwater like movie. Abyss doesn't count, guys. It doesn't count. And, uh, like, what will life be like underwater? I mean, we, you know, outside of, like, Little Mermaid animated, even though most of that was not done underwater. Uh, it would be interesting to see live action, what it would look like. And so they did a good job. They're doing a good job showing what, like, it, you know, being in Atlantis would be like. Now, granted, we when we saw Justice League, when they had a conversation under the water, Mera created a bubble so they could actually speak. And now in this movie, they just like, now we're just going to have them speak underwater. It's just, it's just better. It's just easier that way. Instead of them constantly having to make, like, like sound bubbles so that it allows them to be able to like talk to each other. I think that'd be dumb too. Like I'm glad they didn't do that. So the fact that they let them talk underwater is still cool. And so, but the the fact that this whole thing takes place, like there's a large part of it that takes place underwater, and then like fact the whole fight, you know, in the in the ocean. I, I'm very curious. I want to know what all that is going to look like, you know. And it's a cool take on Atlantis, you know. So I I was like, okay, all right. And then it was that one. It was that last scene. And like the final trailer, that last scene. First of all, the the chase scene with the Myrmidon and Black Manta when they're in that village was sick. I liked it. I was like, that looks cool. I was like, this 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 movie's gonna be full of some like action. And people were like, and I know people were like, man, I don't know, some of the dialogue, blah, 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 blah. Aquaman talking about peeing on stuff. I'm like, look, guys, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I he, while yes, he knows he's Atlantean, while yes, he knows his mom was the queen. Yes, he, he was trained by, I forget the guy's name, that's being played by Willem Dafoe. He still essentially lived most of his life on the surface. So guess whose way of dialogue and thinking he picked up? Yes, all those idiots on the internet. Yes, I, so I'm just telling you, it, it, you know, he that's normal speech for people, someone who's on the surface. Now, I probably, I, I, when I, I was like, you know, I might have mentioned peeing on it i don't know we don't know we weren't in that situation but the point is is like i know people want to take a shot at that from that scene man it's just not that big of a deal i'm not even that like first of all he was not even okay i'm fussing, fussing. okay the point is is that the movie looks good for where it is even like that that trailer when they went into the the desert and they found the, the chamber and stuff even when he talked about oh, could have just peed on it. i'm like well i'm like well he's right could have instead of this whole dramatic hydrokinesis scene he goes oh you could have just peed on it granted <coughs> excuse me it would have been gross but it would have worked but the hydrokinesis scene was still cool but uh, uh, so i'm just saying that it's it's this movie has built it to be a lot cooler than i thought it was going to be now is it going to be great well right now the numbers are saying yes because overseas it, may, it already made 261 million overseas and apparently the amazon prime members were able to have an early access to the movie which if i knew that because i am an amazon prime member i would have done it and it hurts my feelings that i didn't have access that i didn't do that but if it was this past weekend i was watching capcom cup so it's probably why i didn't know <laughs> but it did really well and and early it said 2.9 million as a result of that so um they already said that it beat Justice League's numbers on its first showing in 
overseas. Which I I was kind of not surprised. This is a league I thought was still was good, but I I just yeah you know I can see why. Uh, but uh, and so yeah, it's not even released yet. It's already doing really really well. It's not even released here yet. I already know my sister, and my sister already said, "Yeah, man, we already got our tickets." Oh man, we already got our tickets. And I was like, <sighs> so. All the Momoa fans who want to see him walk around being wet and shirtless, and all the Amber Heard fans who want to see her walk around being wet, and she's not going to be shirtless, but she's her hair is going to be all wet and running around. I think that's that's where our numbers are going to increase. All those comic book fans, <laughs> I got to make up the rest. <laughs> but it is looking like this movie is going to do really well, and and this is one of my big, and I said this before that this was one of my big my big anticipations coming to the end of this year it wasn't at first i was like yeah i'll check it out now i'm like man i can't wait to see this movie it went from um i don't know we'll i'll check it out because you know it's it's a comic book movie to like man this movie's gonna be sick i can't wait to see this movie and that was that was in in a span of what six months six months yeah that i felt that way so i think the last episode i've done of of jive stuff was probably this past summer and we kind of talked about it. So, yeah. It, so, yeah. It, it My view of Aquaman changed really hard because everything I've seen so far looks fantastic. You know, and some of the critics who want to talk, oh, well, the the acting in this movie is adequate. First of all, adequate is good. It, if it was less than adequate, first of all, adequate means they're doing, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, you, you want it above and beyond? All right, fine. But if they're doing adequate, they're doing just fine. They're fine. They're decent at their job. Okay, we'll we'll take that. First of all, and I just wanted to say, when the people go like, well, you know, for the acting Aquaman, it's only it's only adequate. Well, first of all, it's an Aquaman movie. That's my first. That would be my first response because I'm just that's just me. I'm sorry. That's like I've never been a hardcore Aquaman fan, anyways. But Jason Momoa is slowly starting to make me one, and the fact they're using the the latest, it was the New 52 backstory, is better. Because this brother, okay, first of all, just to be clear too, Aquaman has has three different backstories. And the last, and the first two are kind of messed up. Not that I'm not saying that this one doesn't have some jacked up stuff in it, but the last two, especially when you talk about Black Manta, were rough. So this last one is a lot, This the more, more recent backstory is a lot better, and they're focusing on that with this one. And I like that. I think it's great. And it's translating well. It is literally translating well on on, you know, on the screen. You know, the fact that his half brother, uh, Ocean Master, is trying is not. It wants it not only wants to be king, but he wants to like spearhead the the war against the surface. And that, you know, I mean, everything about it. And then the fact that in the in the last trailer you got, you have Jason Momoa in the original Aquaman. We're talking about yellow and orange and green gear. And is it yellow? No, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it looks yellow. Maybe it's more orange. But we're talking about the original gear, and he looked fantastic. I did. First of all, I was never, I was not sure about how that look was going to translate onto screen, because that costume is the most Aquaman in all honesty. Aquaman's gear is the most generic out of all the like heroes. You know, I'm seriously like, if you think you put him next to like everybody else, his is the most generic. But I kid you not, when they showed him coming out of that water with the trident, and he's in the gear, and he just king, I was like, that, he made, first of all, I know part of it's costume design, but Jason Momoa made that suit look sick. 
And I was like, now I want one. I was like, whoever designed that suit, I want one of those stat. I'm like, I was like, now I'm a fan. Now I'm a fan. So I was so I expect great things. Now, see, now my expectations are high. See, this is a problem. And it makes me a little worried because at first my expectations were really low about Aquaman. I was like, eh, I'm hoping I'm hoping to at least be better than Suicide Squad, you know, kind of like that and that mentality. Then all of a sudden all this all this footage and stuff coming out, I'm like, okay. It's starting to look really good. And now, like, to this point, I'm like, oh, man, we got tridents, we got fish, we got Amber Heard, we got Nicole Kidman kicking Mervinons, let's go. We got Black Manta blasting folks, let's, let's do this. And I'm, like, running around and, and look, looking and stabbing people with kitchen forks and stuff like that because I'm, like, excited. So <laughs> my expectations have, like, been lifted really high. And it's like, while I, I think it's great, and the fact the numbers when it comes to, like, his premiere overseas and something are really, really good, or it gives me a lot of hope. Like I said, I don't always go by what I almost, almost never go by what the critics say. Like Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know. Sometimes you, you're off to me. Now, so I'm I, I'm always, I always base it on my own when I go see it. Anyways, I just like to, I just like seeing what people's feedback was about the movie. And so so far, I think it's going to do a good job. James Wan. I see you, man. I see you. And I already talked about, apparently there's an after credit scene in this movie as well. And they're also talking about how it possibly could be leading up for a sequel. Whoa. First of all, whoa. <laughs> I, we, 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 we already had discussed we don't know if this movie should go beyond a sequel. But let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. If the after credit scene is really good, we'll see what happens. And... And uh, I might have to retract my previous statement about that as well because if it's really good, maybe it deserves a sequel. We don't know yet. We haven't seen it yet. All the all right now, all the numbers are showing that it's doing a really good job in the box office, at least overseas. And the sneak, the sneak peek for Amazon Prime members, it did really good as well. So we, you know, we we um we we got some high hopes, high hopes for this movie and. I, I just want this thing, you know, because like right now, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did fantastic. It's They're already doing a sequel, working on a sequel. They're already talking about a sequel for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse already, and apparently it did really, really good. A lot, a lot of good things about that movie, and I still have to go see that one. And uh, I've heard some mix about Bumblebee, but those are the other two, two movies. I'm like, man, and between uh, like Once Upon a Deadpool, I'm like, I got like four movies this month I haven't I need to see. And talk about, but right, but my but my biggest one has always been Aquaman. So I gotta see that one first. Everyone else, I'll follow through. I'll come back. I'll come back to you guys and make sure. But Aquaman's my one. I was like, if I'm spending money, if I gotta burn through some cash, I gotta go to the one I was gonna originally see first that was coming out in December. It was Aquaman, and then we'll go after the other ones. There's way too many movies happening this month. Like literally four movies, four movies, and I got stuff happening in two weeks. Cause we get these boys in two weeks. Anyways, what do you guys think? How do you guys feel and hope? What are your hopes and dreams when it comes to Aquaman? Like I said, my my expectations have changed dramatically since like six months ago. Or even when it was first announced, it's changed so much. And so the fact that uh, I'm like excited. It went from like, 
Uh, two. Yeah, I'll check it out, too. Okay, it's looking good, too. Like, man, let's just do this. I'm like, I'm sounding like Stallone and Schwarzenegger and myself all mixed together. That's how I'm sounding. So, it's definitely an exciting moment, and I'm hoping we all... And, and the thing is, too, I'm also hoping it doesn't... We It didn't lie to us. <laughs> I don't think it is, because the numbers look really, really good. They're already talking about a sequel, so apparently... And that's even before it got here. The fact that it was, it was already released over in like China and stuff, and it did really good over there, and it hasn't even weird. And when it just finally got here this past weekend, it did really well. And it, the release, official release, is Friday. That means this movie's going to do fantastic. It, the numbers are already in its favor, you know. So I will be able, I will see it this Friday, and I'm hoping to give you either a response Saturday or that Friday, depending on what time I go to see it. But I will let you guys know what I think and how I feel because that's what I do. But like I said, let me know what you guys are hoping to happen in this movie. I'm hoping everything looks really good. From, I mean, from Nicole Kidman kicking Mermidons in the face to Aquaman throwing down against Black Manta to, and I hope they do Black Manta's backstory well because it's a tragic one, it's a rough one, but it's still one that exists, and he already looks cool. So I'm hoping everything is done well with him as well, because Black Manta is a it's a key. He's a very he's a key character to the Aquaman lore. He is one of Aquaman's like main villains. So I'm really hoping they do him well, so that can be an ongoing battle. At least like because he's a side like right now he's like just he's he's in the situation with Ocean Master. I want the next movie to, to be them two head on, and that's it. That'd be sick. I just like I would love to see them two just deal with each other. So, but we'll see. Like I said, the movie hasn't come out yet. We got Friday. It's coming out. So, I'll, I'll let you know then. But I, like I said, high hopes. I'm excited. I want everything to go well. for Now, I, now I want this movie to succeed hard because this, this, this is also another one of those movies for DC that if this fails, you're done. <laughs> but it doesn't look like it's failing because they got all these future projects from Blue Beetle they're talking about doing, Zatanna, uh, Batgirl, Supergirl, you know... You got to make sure everything from this point on succeeds. And DC has a bad habit of up and downs. Man of Steel did good. BVS, not so much. Wonder Woman did great. Justice League, not so much. Suicide Squad, not so much. And so it looks like we're going to have another up with uh, with Aquaman. But they need to keep going up. Stop these peaks and valleys with these movies. You know, you, know, you, guys, you guys do really good, then really bad. Really good, then really bad, and it's just like y'all need to stop, stop with that. Just make nothing but good. And if this, and Aquaman looks like you, you guys are starting to get it. Wonder Woman, you got it, you understood. And now Aquaman looks like you're starting to get it. You, you're, you're taking a character that was not, at least from my perspective as a comic book fan, was not my greatest, was not one of my biggest hopes and dreams for movies from the DC side. And now you're making me like like this movie so much, and I haven't seen it yet. To hope that there's more from this character and from Jason Momoa and stuff like that. So, you might be doing something good, DC, for once. So, let's see what happens. But anyways, this is House of Dark Nerd. This is, it has been a special episode of Jive Talk. I know. I, I Remember I said I was going to three-part it? I was going to do these little segments to see how it works. Now, I've officially tried it. So, if you like this version of doing of me doing of Excuse me. If you like this version of Jive Talk, I like say six things because five sentences are happening in my head. And I'm trying to say them all in a very specific order. If you like this version of Jive Talk, let me know. If you know, and, and let's just, just be clear, 
I will always do a, like a real talk episode because sometimes that's all I can focus on. Let's just focus on this one subject and talk about it. And, and we're being real. But sometimes if I want to talk about a bunch of different things, that's where jive talk comes from, will come from. So we're going to talk about things, you know, uh, you know, from books I've read to stuff I've read on the internet and all these things, you know, things about comic books and things like that. So let me know if you like this way of doing it and we'll go from there, all right? Once again, this is an episode of, of Jive Talk with the House of Darkner. You guys have a good one. And in two weeks, we, we, we in these boys. Oh, yeah.